Hello, hello, everyone. It's another episode of It's Tempting Pod with Casey and Erin. Your favorite podcasters are back. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, okay, so first off, we're going to get the elephant out of the room. Yes. So we, <laughs> we promised that we would have episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, and we still do promise that. But I need to acknowledge I had a little moment last week okay I got a little triggered by some personal shit going on in my life um as you all know I do struggle with my mental health it's legit I feel like I'll open up more about it as I get more comfortable talking about it on the podcast um but yeah your girl is mentally ill and cute and I had a moment last week so listen I have a moment, I swear, every other day. So I I mean, I totally get it. Last week was a rough one for me as well. And also, guys, I finally got a new mic. I Here's know. me like ASMR talking close to Wait, it. Wait, it sounded sexy. It really yes. did. Now yes. I'm not at the bottom of a well anymore. <laughs> I hope this sounds better, guys. But I will say too, on top of what Casey was saying, like my mic was still not here. I ordered it. So like it that was part of the delay as well. Like it was just a bunch of things. And we both thought just for like, I mean, mental health is so important to just kind of take yeah. a little more time to decompress so that we could give out the best exactly, for you guys. You know what I mean? That's exactly what happened. I legit was just not feeling it a low key. I'm owning it. I wasn't even like really leaving my room for a couple days. I was like texting Aaron. I was really upset. So there was no way I could put on my personality and like get shit going for a podcast. So now we're back. Um, also Nova's not at daycare today, but we're going to try to like edit her out a little bit. She's getting a little, a little moment right now, but We'll pause if we need to. So just Stop. a heads up on that. Nico, Nico is literally looking at me being like, mom, what's going on? I'm scared because <laughs> I'm in my kitchen right now. Right. And also he hears Nova. It's so cute. Come here, bub. All righty. So now that we address that, um, we're back on our regular schedule. Yes. We're stoked about it. So let's chat Episode four, we have some recapping to do. Yes, I feel like it's getting spicy, like straight up. Yeah. I was kind of wondering, I remember when um, they were first filming and like it was starting to air, like people were commenting being like, this is going to be the craziest season ever. Like some of the like cast members and stuff. And I was kind of waiting. I'm like, all right, like, you know, we all say that when our season comes out, but then – Yeah. You know, you never really know. And like after this episode, it kind of solidified it because I feel like now it's getting – Things are getting spicy. Yes. And honestly, I feel like it needs to get spicy because I feel like it's been like a little bit crazy and like people are making connections quick. But I also feel like compared to past seasons, it's been a little bit slow. Yes. Well, you know – Yeah. And I think that fans are actually commenting that too. Yeah. But it's crazy because in my mind, like I remember thinking and hearing this was going to yeah. be a like, crazy season. Yeah. So it was like, hmm. But Interesting. Think, yep. <laughs> All righty. So number one, Blake and Ashley, she asks him out on a date. That's how the episode starts. And yep. I think 
Like they're really freaking cute together. I think it's so pure. It's so innocent. It seems like they totally have an emotional connection. Like he's like a safe place for her. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's coming off very genuine, which I love because you never know with these singles if it's genuine or not. You never, yeah, you (laughs) never know. I literally said the same. I was like, I feel like he kind of came out of the woodworks, but we love that because I also do think that it's the overly aggressive ones in the beginning that kind of like they make their mark, they leave their mark, but are they the genuine ones? Like most likely they're not. That's why I questioned Taylor for a while because I felt like right out of the gate, like he was not in a bad way, but like aggressive and like made the connection right away. And yeah, I just kind of got like a, is he genuine vibe? Yeah. Um, And I hope throughout the season, like he, I see more like kindness from him or just more like sincerity, but I don't know. Blake does seem very nice and he seems like a quiet guy. Like it's always the quiet ones that are like, they're either like super nice or like low key sneaky. To your point, um, the ones that are typically disingenuine, they're, they come out like hot right out the gate. And then the really genuine ones are like the quiet ones and they kind of like stay in the background. And then as they get comfortable and warm up to the whole scenario, that's when they start like coming in hot. And I'm getting that. I'm getting that from Blake. It's like, he's finally comfortable. Exactly. And it's like, I feel like when you're in that situation, you're put in like these positions where you honestly sometimes have to kind of just like be an observer and like you're kind of like from a distance, like hearing other people's conversations or like watching what goes down. And it's hard to like actually get the time to like leave your mark and do all that. But Ashley made a comment being like, you know, like I always would find myself like looking for you or like seeing you find you across the room when you were like talking to other people. So it leads me to believe that she probably did feel like she wanted to talk to him, but like for whatever reason, like never actually got a chance because we don't really see them talking prior to this date, like prior. It was very random. You know what I mean? Yeah, it it actually was very random. That's one thing I noticed is the singles, like we're getting a little off track, but I've kind of noticed with this season, mm-hmm. a lot of the singles have like absolutely no airtime and we don't even really know like who they are, you know? I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we are going to dive into Alexa and LaSalle's, that little situation where she like sat, sits him down and he like denies her again. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Was that this, was that this episode? Yeah. It was both episodes. It was episode four and five. Like it's been an ongoing thing, but, but oh, yeah. You're, you know what? You're right because she said it. She says it to him this time and the other episode where she's like, you know, you kind of, Led me on a little bit. Yeah. You told me one thing. And like to her defense, I I do kind of see it because he says it a lot too in the interviews. Like I want to get to know everyone, but I also yeah. want to face. Like it's a very gray area. I do see where she's coming from. But, you know, we can't just, just – we can't just talk about the aggression on like the guy side with the singles. Like there are aggressive like females too. And like I yeah. think that in this case, unfortunately, like she is coming off a little too strong. Like – and she said it herself and she was like, I'm going to back up a little bit. I'm going to back off and we'll yeah. see what happens. So – yeah, when um in episode four, when he sat her down, or I think she actually sat him down to like kind of figure out where she stands. Yeah. And 
he made it very clear. Like, you know, it's like, you're trying to force a fire. Like you can't start a fire if there's no fire there. Like yep. it's just not there. Like, I don't see a romantic connection with you. And that's where like, I really like her as like an individual, but I'm like, girly pop, like you're, you're not getting the point. Like he's really nicely trying to tell you it's like never going to happen. And she's just not, she's not accepting reality in that moment. Yep. Yep. He word for word said, you can't force a fire. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely true. Like if it's not there, it's not there. Like you can obviously remain friends and stuff, but it just, he doesn't even seem like he no wants that either and that's where it's no I mean personally the second that I see someone not interested in me or like reciprocating that energy I immediately am like all right like you you don't like me so I'm gonna move on or at least enjoy myself I would enjoy myself in this house and like hang out with the girls like get drunk go to the pool and stuff you know what I mean yeah there's only four guys there and if he's saying he's not interested and the other guys are kind of linked to people already and you can't really force a connection with anyone, then go enjoy your free vacation, dude. (laughs) No, for real. For real. Like, I feel like me and you, that's where, like, at least me specifically, when I was on my season of TI, you definitely saw it where it's like, I, I begged for a man. Okay. That clearly like didn't want me. And I, I've definitely learned that the hard way. It's like, if someone is not making you 110% sure that they are like all about you, dude, it's like, move the F on. Don't waste any more energy. It's Mm -hmm. like, life's too short for that bullshit. So I just hope that she figures that out sooner rather than later. Yeah. I feel bad for her because it's getting a little bit hard to watch. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> what? It's very, no, it's true. It's getting a little awkward. <laughs> it is because it is he's making it so clear. And I, I know for her, like in the moment when you're on the island and it's like you're in the sun all day and like your emotions are high, it's like you're not thinking straight. And I don't think she's hearing him. And I'm like, girl, like I want to be there, like beside you, be like, he's just not that. It would like watch that movie, like ask production to bring you that movie. He's just Truly. not that into you and watch it for the next like an hour and a half. But I honestly wonder though, like, I feel like she keeps saying things insinuating that he's made comments to her or like passings about possibly giving her a chance. I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth. I don't know because we weren't there. They don't show everything. But it's like – she keeps kind of saying little little things where it's like, well, you did kind of play me. You did lay me on – or lead me on. So I'm wondering – if there is stuff we're not seeing or if genuinely like she's just like pursuing yeah. him and can't – doesn't – can't yeah. take the hint, I guess. I well, I think we'll find out. Um, yeah. So George and Iris, I kind of – I'm starting to feel a little bit bad for him. She keeps just like kind of putting him on the back burner, which mm-hmm. I get. Like she's not in a place to like pursue that or whatever. Yeah. But um, that whole situation is still just a little like – uncomfortable because he's clearly like a little head over heels like yeah. a little head over heels and she keeps kind of telling him like don't change like you're perfect the way you are your husband material and then it's like she's not taking him on any more dates it's just a lot yeah. that whole situation yeah. is a lot I know and she said I think that he was like the epitome of what she wants in a husband yeah and I feel which like is a go- big statement right like to go from saying something like that to then completely like 
doing a 180 or like removing yourself from it. I understand though that it's like you don't you're almost in a position where you like don't want to form connections with anyone or you don't want like your significant other seeing it because you're scared that if they see something. Like I feel like that was my biggest I don't want to say regret, but a little bit with doing my season. I was so fucking scared to do or say the wrong thing that Corey would see. And yeah. then he would then like go do something with Amanda because he was like yeah. actively dating her on the show. So I was like very cautious with like the words that came out of my mouth, the way that I was like approaching the guys. Like with Shaq, like he would say like super nice things to me and be like, I'm super into you, whatever. Yeah. And I was just very like – it was super platonic. And I think that it was not because the feelings weren't there but more because I was like if Corey sees me having a connection with someone – yeah. He's going to go like, off. Fi- yeah, you were like filtering yourself based on your fear over what Corey would think. Exactly. And I think yeah. that is my one like, you know, if I could go back and do it all over, one, yeah. I would want to go on as a single. <laughs> but two, yeah. if I could do it all over, it would be like just go with the flow. Whatever happens, happens. Stop limiting yourself to like – yeah make someone else happy because I think by doing that, yes, I – figured out so much shit about myself that I had going on. But I also – I was so focused on, like, making someone else happy that, like, I didn't have yeah. the fullest experience I could have, you know? Yeah, totally. Um. Okay. So now we're on – we're going on dates. So mm-hmm. Ash and Taylor, like, no shit. They go on another date together. They seem yeah, to have that. a glorious time. Um, are you, what are your thoughts on Taylor? Are you getting more genuine vibes? Yes. Yeah, I I actually am. I literally wrote in my notes. Also, everyone, I keep looking at my phone because I have my notes on my phone. I know we talked about this like a couple episodes ago, but I literally wrote Taylor's coming around on me and I love his hair. (laughs) Yeah, he does. It's like that quintessential like surfer boy hair. He wrote like Lords of Dogtown. Oh, stop it. Literally, yes. <laughs> yeah. And like I'm obsessed with that, like the long hair, the skin. Yeah. I don't know. He's really – he actually is growing on me. Like looks aside, like I feel like the date – she seems really happy and he he does seem like he's enjoying his time with her. And I think that's yeah. awesome. They see – and it seems very like natural, like very it comfortable does. with each other. Like yeah, it's uh, definitely good vibes from that. And sure. I loved real quick that he said – uh, I think Ash said to Taylor, like, you're a weirdo. And he was like, yeah, yeah. I am. You got to be. And I'm like, dude, that's yeah. so true though. Like, honestly, I feel like people – like, I'm so weird. I think I'm like super weird. And that's why it's like I want to meet someone who matches my energy. My, and, your like, weirdness. My, like, yeah, my weirdness. Same. Because Same. Like, you, you would like – I feel like when people see us or anyone who does like reality TV, they think automatically a certain way about these people. You yeah. Know? It's the typical you're you did a show, influencer, blah, blah, blah. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm actually one of the weirdest people I've ever met. Same, <laughs> like, dude. And, and I need that energy in my life. I need someone to match it. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I know. I'm like such a closet nerd. Like I just like read books. I'm in Harry Potter. I'm like, I'm such a nerd. I love that. Though. I like embroider, like cross stitch for fun. Yeah, dude. I do feel like weird shit. <laughs> I have like a Nintendo Switch. I'm like low key trying to become a gamer. Dude, like, I love it. <laughs> my free time. See, so we get it. We want someone to match our weirdness, and Ash and Taylor are they want the same. Yep. 
Um, okay, so Hanya took Liv on a date, and I'm starting to notice he's just, like, kind of switching it up, you know? Like, he's just going on different – I mean, he's spending a lot of time with Karina, but Mm -hmm. he seems like he's also taking, like, different girls on the the dates regularly. Um, They seem like they had a good time. That's really all I have to say on that because they didn't go into, like, a lot of detail. Yeah, they really didn't. I just have in my notes, like, we're finally seeing Liv. I remember, like, our first episode we recorded. We we loved her. Like, still love her, but where has she been? Like, I just genuinely – I hate to say it, kind of forgot about certain people. Yeah. And I was super happy that I got to see her because she seemed like she had such a fun energy and stuff. So it was weird. Totally. To like cold turkey not see her again and now see her. I'm like, oh, yay, you're back. So so let's, we have to talk about this situation. Yep. I already know it. Yep. You already know. LaSalle's taking Brie on the date because Trace said no. Okay. (laughs) I don't – I feel like we are going to get into this a little bit later, like my full thoughts because like Trace and LaSalle like talk again after the date. Yes. But I was a big Trace fan. I'm not going to say I'm not a Trace fan anymore. Mm -hmm. But girl is playing some games. It's coming off really childish and like really kind of insecure. And I kind of pick me girl vibes and I'm not liking it. (laughs) (laughs) Because I really, really liked her. And I was like, this is like a mature, self-aware woman who like is secure in herself, who knows what she wants. And now it's like pick me girl vibes. And that's the worst. There's nothing worse than that. And I also like, I don't know what he did wrong to get <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I just, unless I like, I, I completely know. missed something. Like I was very confused. Like I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like LaSalle's confuses me for sure. Like yeah. he's kind of all over the place with his emotions, but I, I don't understand where this like you did me dirty. I'm not going on a date with you type vibe came from. No. I just like, I didn't see it and I was very confused. Like now. But see, this is the thing. This is why I'm like, this is such pick me girl vibes. I think what's happening mm-hmm. is if he even so much as speaks or looks at another girl in the house, she freaks out and is like, he, she needs to set boundaries. And like, unless like they're just editing out like a crazy amount of shit where this dude is just like a crazy fuckboy player in the house, which honestly, I'm not getting those vibes. He's yeah. like shutting down Alexa. He's making it very clear. Right. Like, you and can't- I'm like, what is happening? It's just like, yeah, like I'm like, you can't be mad at him for other girls when he has a girl to him. He's literally swatting them away. He's swatting them away like flies. And she's like, I'm not going on this date with you. Swatting them away like flies. And let's not forget, he has a girlfriend. (laughs) Like, I just, it's a lot. So I'm kind of upset because I was a big, big fan of her. Still am a fan. I don't want to say I'm not a fan, but. I don't quite feel the same. Yeah, I'm I have mixed feelings now as well because I do feel like every time he's talking to someone, the camera just like pans to her like to Trace and she's like in the background, like on a balcony. I put that in my notes in episode five. We gotta talk about it. She's just like always in the background, just watching like a hawk. <laughs> like, goddamn girl, go take a shot. Go in the jacuzzi, <laughs> relax. Like this no. is wild. <laughs> that shit had me dying. Like the cameraman needs a raise because he just be 
botner in the in the bushes. I was dead. Because honestly, if that was me, I'd be mortified. I'd be like, fuck, someone needed to slap me across the face and get me in check. So what the fuck? You know, you know the control room is like in the the cameraman's ears, like pan into trace. He's on the back. Like, pan in now, now. I'm so, so dead right now. Oh, I love that you noticed that too. I I literally wrote that in our episode five because I was like, she's doing this on the reg. She's just always on a balcony, like just staring at him. In every episode, like, and the the sad part too is that he's denying these girls. I don't know if she can hear it because she's just seeing it. So it's like, he's again, like, I'm not a huge fan He's not my favorite right now. I don't have anything against him. He's like not my favorite, but yeah. he's not doing anything actually wrong. And no. I think that she's just assuming maybe, but I think she, yeah, I think she's assuming. And I, like I said, I think she's just one of those girls where it's like, she just can't handle any other women around a dude she's interested in, in, a, in at all whatsoever. Yeah. I, wow. Can I speak? the english language (laughs) um okay so yeah we're definitely on the same page with that Mm -hmm. and then he's like not giving up like she said no and he's like i'm just gonna keep asking her on dates till she's like says yes literally i do think him bringing the friend though was smart was was sweet and this is where i had a turnaround with him because i was teetering again said it literally 0.5 seconds ago it's not that i have anything against him but his relationship with ashley it just was the only one that like genuinely confused me and with him in the house talking to the girls talking to trace saying he wants to be with ashley all that stuff i was like what's going on but for him to bring brie her friend on the date i thought that was like a great move by him Oh, totally. Like, you can tell now that he's putting, like, a lot of effort into, like, trying to win Trace back. And I'm like, all right, go off. Go off, king. Yeah, for real. Um, Okay, so Ashley and Blake, they go on their date. They seem to have a freaking adorable time. Again, it's just genuine emotional connection. He's They're, like, taking things slow. He's being very patient with her. Um, Yeah, I just think they're really, really freaking cute. I'm – like, I'm a big fan of them right now. I think she's not in a place where she can even, like, think about being with someone else because I think she's kind of in denial over what's happening with LaSalle's on, like, his side of the island. Yeah. But I think Blake is, like, exactly what she needs right now because she's in a fragile position and he's such, like, a sensitive, sweet guy. Yeah. And, like, she just – I don't know. She needs someone right now who's able to open up to her that she can open up to back because, again, that's something that she said – she struggled with in her relationship and more than anything, like at least with my experience, I'm sure you can say the same. It was nice to learn from the people you were around. Yeah. Like, guys that I went – I went on a different date like with a different guy every time. I think the only person I took on two dates was Griffin. But like everyone else, including Griffin too, like I learned so many things from them individually and I was yeah. super – I could relate to a lot of them as well and like – personal life stuff. So it was super cool. I think more than anything, or if anything, she could learn from, from Blake if there's no emotional connection or if she doesn't oh, see yeah. herself being in a relationship, she could at least grow and take what she's like, again, learning from him into her relationship. Or just if she doesn't leave with LaSalle's, then 
into her next one. Yeah. Um. So Tommy and Jillian, they've been going on multiple dates together. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's starting to seem like Jillian is very hesitant, and I think she's like scared to get hurt by Tommy. Are you getting that vibe? Yeah, because and like one of them said, I have it written down. I think it was Tommy. He's like, we're friends, but like we're friends. friends. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I love what you're too. putting down. Yeah, I don't know. Tommy, he's another one who I'm like so team Tommy. I actually think he's like super cute. Seems like a great guy. Um, but she has taken steps backwards and I wonder yeah. why. Like I wonder again if there's stuff going on that's not aired behind the scenes that she's gotten red flags with. I, I talk about this in our – or well, I'm going to talk about this in our episode five recap. Mm-hmm. I think she's like a very like type A personality like control freak. Mm. And I don't mean that in a bad way because I'm actually that exact same way until mm-hmm. lately I've been like actively trying to like live in the moment. It's like my thing I'm trying to do right now. But Love normally that, yeah. I'm like a type A control freak and I'm getting that vibe from her. Yeah. So I think that might be why it seemed like she's taking some steps back. Mm. She's just being like really hesitant because I think she's realizing like she has feelings for Tommy and like things are developing and she doesn't know how to navigate it, especially in like this environment with like her boyfriend who is like heartbroken already. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's hard. I mean, when you're so used to dating a certain type of person and then you go and you actively are dating someone else and they're very different, but you like you like yeah. them. And you're like, well, they're different. Why do I like them? That they're so, you know what I mean? They're so different. It's hard to navigate why yeah. you're feeling that way. And then if Super you're so confusing, used, it's so confusing, especially, yeah, because if you're used to something and then all of a sudden you start liking something else, you question if it's real and genuine or if it's kind of like a spur yeah. of the moment type thing, you know? Totally. Especially in that environment, you know, you question mm-hmm. like everything. Um, I think it is so awkward and I that Edgar and Marissa are going on a date on his three-year anniversary. Like, what the hell? I, I know. I'm like, to be honest, though, Edgar seems really sweet. Yeah, like, 100%. I'm starting to see more of him. And I do think <laughs> – I wrote this down. He says he shouldn't be sad and he's not sad, but he looks so sad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> on their date, he's like, you know, like I don't I'm not sad, like I'm living in the moment, but like he just like looks so sad. Honestly, he seems like such a sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> he um, really does. Do you get genuine vibes from Marissa? Um like do you think she's really into him or she's just trying to make it to the end and get a little airtime? Oh. Like ge- like genuinely, what's your gut telling you? Because I'm I'm 50-50. I don't know what to think of her. I think I'm 50-52. Yeah. Because there's at times where I'm like, okay, like this is this is feeling good. And then there's times where I'm like, no, no, I think she's she's playing this dude to get to the end. Interesting. Yeah. Cause he's like, he's he's hurting right now. He's like the easiest target. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's true. I feel like it's always the <laughs> The injured one people people go after. A hundred percent. The wounded one. The wounded. I know. Because they're oh. it's, they're the easy ones. Um, I don't know. I think she she seems genuine, but also I understand where you're coming from because it's just every date that we've seen or like 
every time we've seen the two of them interact, she's always very bubbly, very yeah. like over the top, like super like outgoing. <laughs> and he's literally like crying. <laughs> I know. No, it doesn't match. No, it doesn't match at all. That's why I'm like, what is happening? Like it just, there's a disconnect for me in yeah. that. Um, okay. So I'm going to make a big statement right now because I've been giving Luke a lot of shit for mm-hmm. the past few episodes. Yeah, you are not a fan of Luke for a while. <laughs> Dude, he's growing on me. Like wow. I am starting to like him. Like, okay. So things that I've noticed, mm-hmm. and this is something I've noticed from other seasons and other people as well. Yeah. So when people are dating different people, like they're going on dates with multiple people, like not the same person over and over again, those are the people that are the ones that are like really learning and growing and like changing who yes. they are and they're they're getting the most out of it. Mm-hmm. And Luke is one of those people. He is dating different girls. He's talking yeah. to all of them. He's not making any like crazy over the top romantic connections with the chick he met 72 hours ago like he's like you know like he's really like learning from these women and talking to them and I'm just seeing a different side and yeah dude he's really growing on me like I'm starting to like him I I mean I've always been like a little soft for Luke like I always saw this like cute little I mean again reminded me a lot Of Corey in a sense of just always kind of wanting to put Iris first and her needs first, but then them kind of being stuck in the cycle of bringing up the past, not really letting things go. And that, I mean, that's a very hard cycle to break. It's very tough to let things go and like actually move on without bringing them up. But at the same time, you literally have to or your relationship will not be healthy. Like you have to let it go. And I mean, that's something I'm still working on doing. Like I learned that the hard way as well. And like it's – again, it's hard not to do it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I like Luke. I think he's sweet. He's sweet. (laughs) Well, I'm starting to like him too. Um, So Brie gets back from the date Mm -hmm. and she immediately updates Trace. And again, dude – a lot of fucking games from Trace. Like she's like, okay, well, like now that like my girlfriend went and like chatted with him, like we're in middle school and I know that like things are good now. Like now I can let him pursue me. It's like, dude, we're grown ass adults. Like if it's you like, like why don't we like cut him. the middleman out? Why don't we <laughs> yeah. cut the middleman out and you go talk to him? Yeah. And let him tell you, not your friend Bree, who's then gonna tell you. Yeah, dude. It's just all the yeah, it's the pick me girl vibes. It's a lot for me. I'm like, yo, like I was such a fan and now I'm just like, what are you doing? We're not 12. <laughs> like it's I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> I, I think the I think the island is getting to her. I think the sure. island is getting to her for sure. Cause yeah, that whole thing, it was cute because I'm like, oh, like besties, like they're talking, like that's, right. that was cute. But I'm like, okay, but at the same time, this is very middle school right now. Like and what then is you happening? Think this, like what if it was all a setup? Like what if Trace knew going yeah. into it, she wasn't going to go on the date and like said to Brie, you should go with him, find out the tea, come back, tell me. <laughs> like, that's just, I don't, I personally am at an age where like, I don't have time for that. Literally no. look me in the eyes and say you're not interested or look me in the eyes and say I like you and then yeah. that's that. Like <laughs> No, there's literally I have no time for that shit. Like exactly what you just said. It's like just let me know what's up. If we're not on the same page, peace out. 
like I'm not trying to play any games. I'm not trying to like have my girlfriend talk to him and be like, what's going on? Yeah, es- like no. <laughs> Especially because again, unless we're missing something, it looks like he's saying all the right things to her. <laughs> uh yeah. Very <laughs> oh much God. so. Alrighty, Edgar's poem. Honestly, he said some deep statements in Espanol. <laughs> He did. He did. He really her did. talk a lot. Her talk a lot eyes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like he really, he kind of poured out his soul a little bit. I think it's a big deal. I it think is. it's a big deal. And then they were like holding hands while yeah. he was like freaking serenading her. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And they were like okay. in his bedroom. So they're like hanging out like privately. You know how it is. Like you don't bring like all the single guys into your bedroom. Like you bring ones in that are like you're hanging yeah. out with. Yeah. Like, I have a serious question. How would you feel, like, if someone, like, played a guitar for you and, like, sang to you? Or, like, how would you feel if someone, like, read you a poem? Because I – it doesn't take a lot for me to get a little cringed. <laughs> that scene was actually cute. Like, he's passionate about writing, we find out. Like, I love that. But I am so awkward. I think I would literally just be like, eh, Okay. <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, I'm the same as you. The whole poem thing, I would be like, eh, oh my God, it's so cute. But I'd be dying inside. Yeah. Like, I th- in, in order to like have something like that happen to me, I need to be like a very, like we need to be like in a relationship and I'm like very comfortable with you. Yeah. Or like if you write me the poem, like slip it under my door, I'll read it on my own. <laughs> I'll read it on my own. <laughs> I don't need – I'm just so awkward. I'm not saying it's not a nice gesture, but, like, I don't want you seeing my facial expressions. <laughs> so like, slip it under my door. Okay, but side note, speaking of that, um, on my season, yeah. Jack, I talked about this um, in a podcast I did for um, Escape to Reality that I told you about. Yeah. But I told um, them this, but it's weird because it, it makes sense to bring it up now. Um, Jack, one of the singles for like a week, he was writing me love letters and they were like some of the most amazing letters I've ever Aww. read because it wasn't even just love letters. It was just like what he thinks of like the woman I am and like what I deserve out of life. And they were like long and thoughtful. And for like a week and a half, he was leaving them in the same kitchen drawer like every day. So I like looked, that was like what I looked forward to. I would be like, yeah. I would wake up and I would like run to the kitchen and see if there was like a letter in there. And at first Aww. it was like anonymous. So I didn't know which single guy was writing me them. Yeah, it was really, really cute. So that's that's cute. cute. That's not cringe because, like you said, you slip it. Like he slipped it in under the door. Like except he was put it in a a kitchen drawer. So yeah, you're right. There's ways to go about it. But yeah, I'm like you. (laughs) Like I would love to get a nice letter, a cute letter. I don't know. Send me like a gift basket. That's fine. Oh, (laughs) like like a gift basket. Like I am such an old soul. Like I am a sucker for like a handwritten letter. Like yeah. if you write me a letter and like mail it to me, like I would die over that. Yeah. Like that shit's adorable. No, that is. Um. Okay. The ABC party, anything but clothes. I've always wanted to do an ABC party. I've never done one. I know. My season, we didn't do that either. I would love I would love that. It looked like a freaking blast. The sexual tension between Tommy and Jillian is escalating. It's escalating. Yep. Right? Like it's a hundred percent escalating. I sense it, I feel it, and I'm here for it. 
Yeah, no, they're definitely going to hook up. And I'm just like, right? honestly, I'm riding this train with them. I'm on board. I feel like I'm part of this relationship. I'm so awful <laughs> for them. I'm like, all right, guys, when are we hooking up? Like, what's happening? Right? When is it going down? Um, yeah, so I'm here for that. Blake, this poor little guy. So, like, Ashley's in the kitchen. She's talking. Um, I think his name's Brian. She's she's talking about um lascelles or i yep. think and blake like overheard it and he like goes in his confessional and he's just like he's falling so hard for this poor girl like not poor girl but like poor him like he, yeah. he's gonna get his little heart broken i'm worried about blake i mean yeah you went on a date and then now you're saying you're literally talking about what's gonna happen or what would happen if he proposed to you like LaSalle's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, like I would cry. I would jump on him, all this stuff. And it's like, like, that's probably very hard for someone who's actively trying, trying to, to pursue you. Here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, we need, to, <laughs> we need to talk about the real elephant in the room. Oh, God. That person just fanning her while she's talking. Wait, Please. I didn't, I didn't notice that. Honestly, if anything made that this episode, it was that. There's just a person fanning her? I have no idea who it was. I can't tell. Like, I I have no idea. But she is literally in the middle of talking to, like, four guys. And there is just a a guy going like this, (laughs) fanning her. Fanning her with a leaf. And, like, no no one around is reacting. Like, no one's laughing about it. Like, it is very normal. Like, it's just for- normal. I wonder which dude it is. Like, talk did you about just see, this. Did you just see an arm? <laughs> no, you literally see, like, his arms and this long, like, palm tree leaf <laughs> fanning her. I'm like, I'm done. she's got these men on leashes. <laughs> like, what the go, hell? She's talking about her. marrying another man and this guy's straight up fanning and her. And fanning her. <laughs> like, what the fuck? She's <laughs> got him whipped. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my gosh. Good for her. God bless. That energy right? that in my life. I need people to come fan me. Like a freaking men. Um okay. So, yeah, Trace again with the games goes up to LaSalle. She's like, "Okay, now like we can go on dates again." And I'm just like, "Okay, enough is enough. Just go do your thing. Like, let's leave everyone else out of it at yeah. this point." I just feel like it's just going to keep flip-flopping throughout the season. I just have a feeling. Like, I feel like this is not the end of the the drama between those two. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it just seems toxic already. It's like it's been like a, a week on Temptation Island of you guys knowing each other. And it's like just already toxic like this. Like, not yeah. a good sign. And then I just keep putting down and I keep thinking it as I'm watching this episode. Luke is just being so damn good. Yeah. I'm shook. Like, I really – I think I've done a 180. I am not surprised, though, that he's being good. Like, I feel like from the beginning, I just had this gut feeling that he was all in on Iris. See, I didn't, you're, like, you- you're good. Like, I think I'm just pessimistic because I was, like, not convinced. But yeah. him crying in bed talking to yeah. – I think it was Paige. And he was just genuine. He's like, I think I'm, like, becoming, like, emotionally – available and that was this episode right i believe so i mean that's huge though whatever whether it doesn't matter which episode it was in but he is 
he's just learning about himself and he's learning about his emotions and like what kind of man he wants to be. And he's concentrating on himself right now. And it's just, I'm really impressed. And honestly, I'm surprised. So yeah, I'm here for Luke. I'm here for his journey. And I think like, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Iris and Luke, they both kind of seem like they're figuring their shit out. Yeah. They're like parallel, just like figuring it out. And they're, they're each figuring out their, their, what they need and who they are and they're learning how to love their own selves. Yeah. And I think that's what you need to do to have a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. is you need to get your shit together on your own before you can be with someone. Yes. And it seems like they're both doing that. Well, yeah. And I think that in the beginning they were kind of both – I don't want to say blaming each other but kind of explaining why like it didn't work out and like, well, you know – Luke did this and then Iris or and then Luke would say like well Iris was doing this and now it's more them self-reflecting being like yeah. actually like Iris is right I do need to work on this like you know what I mean and Iris is having that same experience on her end where she's like maybe it's not just like Luke it's like me too we both need to you know and that's yeah that's awesome yeah so I'm here for that Hanya giving Karina the little hickey on her thigh. I think it was like innocent and funny and a good laugh. Yeah, it was a good time, but I'm confused because I feel like he was like not sucking on her leg. Like it literally looked like he just had his lips placed there for like four minutes and 50 seconds. I know because hickeys hickeys aren't hard to give. Like I feel like you just like suck like for two seconds and it's like done. But, like, I – not to be weird, like, I literally paused it and, like, zoomed in and I'm like, I don't think his mouth is moving. Like, what is going on? Like, it was, like, <laughs> you so paused, awkward. You paused it and, like, did detective work on his – I was, like, I was, like, I was, like, Trace in the background. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, poor thing. I'm not trying to <laughs> We blame I did my investigation. We blame the cameraman, okay? It's not our fault that they got that footage. That shit is crazy every time they got her. And she's always standing, too. Like, And she's so tall. She's yeah, like, like, sit down. You need to in, in the back. back. Baby girl, sit down. Oh, <laughs> Take a breather. God. But yeah, I don't know. With him, it was like... It didn't... I, I thought it was very, like, cute and funny, too. Like, you're playing the games, truth or yeah. dare, whatever, however that started. But I just was giggling because I felt like... I mean, in order to give a hickey, you have to, like, suck on something. <laughs> and he was just not doing that. What was he doing? Was he just, like, placing his mouth there and, like... It, it looked like it. It looked like he just was, like... Yeah, like, had it on her thigh and wasn't, like... You have good observation skills because I, I I thought it was taking a minute. I was like, why is it taking so long? <laughs> but I didn't really understand that he was having like technical difficulties. <laughs> like, it was funny, but it was all around just like a little, little awkward. Too long. It was just too long. Whenever things are too long, it just gets awkward. Right? <laughs> you got to find like, you got to find like a middle ground, like not too short and not too long, you know? Facts. Um, okay, so I also think Hanya is kind of growing up too. He's growing he on me as well. Like I, again, I didn't have high hopes for either of them, Luke or Hanya, but I'm still not like wildly impressed with Hanya because yeah. he still like is like doing shady, sketchy, shitty stuff that he's yeah. done in the past. But, but 
we'll get more into this later. I think he's realizing it and he wants to grow and he wants to change. And maybe he might not be the man for Ash, but he might be a good man for someone else because of this and of, because of everything that he's learning. I That was so perfectly well said. I completely right? agree too. I really do think that he is – he is growing from this experience. I oh, mean, yeah. I hope it lasts. I talk about it a little more in the bonfire when we get to those. Yeah. Like I hope that it's genuine. It seems genuine. I don't want to like harp on the negatives with him, but he yeah. does seem like he's growing up a bit and he's had a lot of, a lot of self-awareness. Yeah. No, you know hundred. I mean? he seems very self-aware and now um, I'm not getting any sort of like – narcissist vibes from either of them at all like they both seem extremely self-aware they both seem like they really like know what they need to work on they're calling themselves out Mm -hmm. they're holding themselves accountable so it's definitely like like I said a big 180 for me yeah and he's also never really saying anything bad about Ash which I feel like is huge like he has yet to be like well you know like she's doing this and she's not whatever like he's very much taking it in and, again, realizing he's the one who kind of has caused a little bit of the issues in the relationship. He hasn't blamed her really at all. And it's hard when you're in that situation, especially when you're like backed in a corner and it feels like you're the villain, quote unquote. I'm doing – I'm going to say quote unquote because I'm doing it right now and I don't know if people are going to see it. But it's hard to not get defensive. Like it's oh, hard yeah. to not then go and blame your significant other because you feel like the walls are caving in and you're like nervous people are gonna like yeah think a certain it's way nat- about it's you. natural it's human instinct to protect yourself and when you're like when you're on TI and it's all about your relationship and personal stuff there's only one other person to blame so it's yeah it's human nature and he's not doing it and I'm very impressed because he's yep. he's had some tough clips so far compared to other people yeah yeah because. Not only is it stuff that he's seeing, but he's also hearing the stuff that Ash yeah. is saying. And I'm yeah. not saying that what Ash is saying is bad because it's very justified. Everything she's saying is true about him. It's not like she's bashing him. But yeah. regardless, it is very hard to hear yeah. negative things about yourself being said, you know? A hundred percent. Um, one comment that Iris made when they were all like working out, mm-hmm. she was like, she pays for everything. Yeah, I I did hear that. I didn't like that. I was like, damn, I'm like all for Luke now. And then she said that, which mind you, we are in like 2022. And like, I think if you're in like a committed relationship and you're living together, like it's okay to be like 50, 50, mm-hmm. but I've been in a relationship where like someone never paid for jack shit, didn't even buy me birthday gifts or anything. And that's when it turns into like someone's taking advantage of you. So that was kind of a red flag to me. Obviously, we don't know the full story. And she did say he pays for like a date night or whatever, like once a week or whatever. But still, the fact that she's paying for everything, if that is true, I was like, oh, Luke, I was like all for you. And now I hear that. And I'm like, yeah. God damn, what the hell, dude? Well, so I didn't just, like that. Yeah, you grow kind of resentment. I mean, I've been in relationships too where I was the only one working or, yeah. you know. Not good. It's It's hard because even though it's not all about money and like happiness is so beyond that, 
it gets extremely stressful and you do build resentment because you're like, Uh, I want to build a family and a life with you, but I'm the only one grinding. I'm the one paying for things. Like how could that be a, like a healthy future? How can we build together if there's only one person? Plus it's just like your quality of life. It's like, Mm -hmm. like when I was in a situation like that, I was like, if I had someone that was contributing like just as much as me or more, my lifestyle, like the kind of apartment that I would be living in, the type of car I'd be driving, like the things that I would be doing, the vacations I could take. It's like my lifestyle would be like so much better if I had a partner that was like my equal. You know what I mean? And and it's tough too. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. No, no, you're good. That's all I was going to say. Well, I was just going to say like I do wonder what the like background of that story is with the two of them because – Again, like I've been in situations where someone was telling me something and I had expectations like I'm going to pay for all this, you're going to be set for life. And I'm not – I'm not over here saying that you should ever rely on someone. You need to be yourself. You need to make your own money, whatever. But when you have someone – Yeah, but when you have someone telling you they're going to take care of you, they're going to spoil you, they're going to pay for the rent, they're going to pay the bills, you can work, keep your own money, you know, put things whenever you want. When you have someone telling you that and then they don't live up to the expectations they put in your head. That's insane. Yeah. That is where I have a problem because I've been in situations like that and then I was like, stop because I'm like, you're telling me something. I didn't bring it up to you. You're telling me this. Yeah. And now I'm screwed. Yeah. You know, and a problem. It's a a problem. So I wonder what the dynamic is with them. If it was like there were certain promises being not. Yeah. I don't know. It definitely. Yeah. It definitely gave me a little eh, red flag. I was like, that's weird. Um, so, so when Jillian so- and um, Tommy are mm-hmm. in Jillian's room and he makes the statement about how she, – because she's going on kind of basically saying like her and Edgar are very codependent. Like they do everything together, da 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 yeah. And he makes the comment. He's like talking about how like he needs his own space. Like he needs to be able to like do the things that he loves and like – and do all that. And he also wants his significant other and the person that he like loves to also like do her own things and have the things that she loves. Right. And then they're together. I think I even said that in like one of our earlier episodes, like that's a healthy relationship. Like that's how it should be. Yep. And he's just like, I'm just a fangirl of Tommy. He's like so confident. He's so independent. I'm just like, he, he's a king dude. That whole like conversation and I was like, that's that's a man. Like, that's how it should be. That's how the person that you want to be with should have that mindset. Yeah. Do we know how old he is? Um, I think he's kind of young. I think he's like 24, 25, which I'm like very surprised by because he comes off like very mature and like really has his shit together. But also he's a firefighter in California. Mm. And I don't know, like you've lived in California for a little bit. Like fires here are like a kind of a yeah. big fucking deal. So I feel like he's just maybe had to grow up a little faster and like he has to have his shit together a little bit more because of the type of job he has. I just – I – where was I going with this? Hold on. 
No worries. Oh, um, I was wondering because I think Jillian got a little – I don't want to say turned off. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but I think that she saw his independence and his confidence as a red flag. Yeah, I could maybe see that, but like what she was saying, um, she's not used to that at all. She's used to she's used to like in a relationship and she's way younger too. Yeah. Even than him. Even if he is 24, 25, she's like what 21 when this yeah. filmed. Um for someone that's very, very used to just like revolving your entire life around yeah. your significant other, yeah, that would come off as a red flag because that's yeah. something that I've kind of had to deal with with guys that I've dated since TI. I am a very, very independent person. Like mm-hmm. it even to the point, like honestly, it kind of bothers my family because I can just go forever without even like talking to anyone because <laughs> I'm just doing I'm just doing my thing. Like it's nothing personal, but I'm just very independent. Yeah. And I kind of have to actively like go out of my way to not be like that. Right. Um so it's kind of been an issue when dating guys because it's okay. like I do my own things. I have my own hobbies. Like I want to go to the Getty by myself. Like I crave doing that type of shit. Right. Like I like doing things alone sometimes. But then I also like doing things with you. I just need my own like alone time and independence. So and I think that's a healthy thing. Like I feel like our society is extremely codependent. I completely agree. You know? I'm the same way. I I need my independence. Like yeah. again, it's like to a fault. Like I'm the type where if we're dating and I say give me space, I mean yeah. like don't even look at me. <laughs> like I <laughs> I'm like, the same. Don't I breathe need, like, in my direction. <laughs> like I need like when I get home from work, you're probably you'll relate to this. When I get home from work, like if I'm in a relationship or dating a guy, it's like I need like I'm gonna go in the room by myself for like an hour, like watch a show, read a book. Like I need to decompress alone, and then mm-hmm. like we can hang out. Like I need just my alone time. It's like yep. my thing. No, a thousand percent. It's very important though that you're with someone who can like respect that. Yeah, and also like kind of like they can't force you. So I feel like when you're like that, like that's how you are. And there's nothing wrong with it, but you can't force someone to give you attention and affection if they're not ready right then, right then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I definitely need time alone, like space alone. I love doing things by myself. I've literally like driven across the country four times basically alone. Like I'm impulsive and I need someone who's like willing to up and leave with me if I'm ready. Like, I don't know. I'm like, so. uh. Plus I like what he said too, the way he worded it. He's like, I'm going to do the things that I love and like have my independence no matter like how in love or Mm -hmm. obsessed I am with my person. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like just because you're really independent and you want to do like your own hobbies and have your own things that you love on your own, it doesn't mean that you're not like crazy in love and obsessed with your person. Yeah. It's just like you have like your own, your own life as well. It's not all revolved around that one person. So yeah, he's a king and I'm here for it. <laughs> okay. Love Tommy. We really do. We I love really him. do. Like I haven't fangirled over like a lot of like cast members. I feel like the only people I've really fangirled over would be like Deke, Ben, and mm. Tommy. Yeah. I'm a big Tommy fan, straight up. Oh, and actually Rick. Rick was a king too. Yeah, Rick was cool. Yeah. Rick was like, he was a real one. So yeah. the, those were the ones that I was like, dang, like they they all killed it. 
Um, doesn't it seem like there's a shit ton of bonfires this season or is it just me? No, because there's so much going down now. They're like, oh, we got to get all this in. This is juicy. (laughs) There's so many bonfires. So Luke sees Iris and she's talk. I think she's like talking to George about like being husband material. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Luke he see that I'm I'm so for him. Luke doesn't want Iris to fall for someone else while he's trying to work on himself. Cause I think he's starting like Mark made a good point. Like, oh, I think like it's hitting you. It might be like a little too late. <sighs> yep. And I just feel for him because little does she know he's just making leaps and bounds yeah. over there, just like learning how to be emotionally vulnerable. He's crying. He's just like, I'm here for him. So I, I think he handled that clip really well. He handled it very mature. Yeah. And yeah, I loved it. I, I was very impressed again. Yeah. I remember that feeling. I'm pretty sure I had like the same conversation with Mark where I was the one who said, Honestly, Mark, like why I came here is very different than like how I feel now. Yeah. And I'm scared it's too late. Like I remember word for word saying that. And that feeling of it possibly being too late is so scary. Oh, yeah. Because, because you literally can't do anything about it. You can just no. hope and pray that your your significant other is still in love with you and still wants to be with you and is just – growing and learning on their own, but you genuinely can't do anything about it. And literally like it's, it's in their hands. Like the ball is in their court. You're just kind of sitting back like, shit, what the fuck did I do? Why am I here? (laughs) Yeah. It's terrifying. And it's like, it's such like a relatable experience too, because what human on this earth hasn't felt like where they screwed something up and then they want to fix it. And it's like, it all relies on if that other person is willing to like forgive you and give you that shot to prove yourself, you know, like that's terrifying. Um, okay. So LaSalle's watches his clip. And again, there's really like absolutely no emotion. He's like not affected at all. One, a few things that I have questions about is, why is Ashley so dependent on LaSalle's that keeps being brought up? And again, how like in past episodes we were talking about, there's got to be more to the story. Like what's happened over seven years. Like, I want to know why is she so dependent on him? I don't like, I don't know. Maybe he I has know. money or something. I don't know. Cause it sounds like it's become like a serious issue in their relationship. And I'm just genuinely curious how that even came up to be about. And then also, he said that he like wants to be called out. Um, and he says like Trace does that for him. And I'm like, why do you want to be called out? Why do you need to be called out? Like, I don't know. I'm just like not impressed with this dude. Like he just, I'm just not impressed. Like I'm, and it's sad because I was really for Ashley and him at the beginning of this. And now it's just, I feel like he has no emotion for this girl that he spent seven years with. I literally feel like he cares more right now about like about Trace, Trace and what she thinks. Yeah. And like what people in the house think of him than he does his That's own about life. Ashley. And it's very like it's kind of jarring because honestly, and this is a big statement, I feel like when I like we're still going to recap my season and past seasons, but mm-hmm. I was doing that podcast the other day and they even said it's weird because Evan showed more empathy towards you 
in bonfires than LaSalle's is showing for Ashley. And like, they weren't wrong. Like, even though it was like all fake and like an act, at least he was like acting like he was like somewhat upset. Like LaSalle's is (laughs) just like, doesn't give a fuck. Like, like, crazy. Like, at least act like you care about me. Yeah. Lord. No, like he's like so unaffected by Ashley. It's like very jarring to me because I'm like, what the what like what did she do to deserve you? Like literally not giving a fuck. I mean, if they end up leaving together and try to work on their relationship, they should not sees this. Yeah, like I would be offended because again, we only get to see like at bonfires the littlest bit. I remember the hardest part about my season was rewatching it with you know who. And seeing all the things that I was not warned about, I wasn't told about. Like, I was very confused because on my end, I was super honest, even though I did absolutely nothing wrong. I was a freaking saint. I was very, very honest about my experience, the the people that I became close with, all of my girlfriends that I made, crying at the – like, I was super vulnerable after the experience. I opened up about past traumas, everything. And I gave him little – I don't – again, not even warnings because I didn't do anything wrong. But I explained for like hours on end my whole experience. And I never got any of that back even though I asked. And then I ended up being blindsided and it was very, very hard to rewatch every Tuesday because it was like (laughs) – it would be like – it would be like Thursday through Monday we were fine. And then Tuesday (laughs) clockwork fighting. Right. (laughs) Wednesday recovery day. Thursday fine. And then it was like over like And I would always plead, like, please just warn me. What am I gonna see? Oh, nothing. You'll be fine. Boom. Smacked in the face with you're a horrible person. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's so tough. Good lord. She I just hope that if they if they leave together, that they have a sit down. I think Moving forward, every couple should do this. After your experience, you sit down for no matter how long it takes. It could be hours. I mean, it could be days. And you break down every single day because then rewatching, I'm telling you, is the hardest part. Yeah. And you need to be on the same page or that alone will make your relationship crumble. Even if you leave together super happy, it's the rewatching part where it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. See, I'm actually so glad that I didn't have to like watch it. Like I was single, you know, obviously I, that, that would have been really sucky. Cause when I watched it, I was with like close friends or I was at watch parties and it like made it easy. If I was watching it, thank God me and him never got back together. If I was watching it with him, I would have just been like, bruh, what in the actual fuck? Like, it's wrong with you. Like, this is insane. Because even though, like, me and him sat down together and talked for, like, three days after filming, it's like he still didn't tell me any anything that was actually true. Yep. So, yeah, I freaking get that 100%. And hopefully Ashley and LaSalle's are not together because that would be kind of insane. Um, Hanya is really hurt. Like, it's very clear. Like, he's hurting bad, and I just – I feel for him. I don't really have much more to say on it because it's like I feel like he got himself in this situation, and it kind of is what it is at this point. Um, But I do. I feel for him big time because it's like now he just has to kind of get through this experiment and see where she's at at the end of this, you know? Yeah. I I actually said, too, he had realizations, and I honestly believe him. 
No, like, me too. For me a too. while, I feel like the first couple episodes, I was like, is this genuine? Are the tears real? Like, yeah. it was hard because, again, he was the one who brought her there and he was the one with all these ideas. But then I kind of took a step back and I was like, I also was the one who wanted to go on the show. Like, it was well, my actually- idea. Sorry to interrupt. I actually it was it was Ash's idea to go on the show. Oh he's wow. The, he's the one that wanted the open relationship, but she's the one that wanted to go to Temptation Islands. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I would never under I would never think that just based off of it just always seemed like he was the one who ran the show. Yeah, no. So that's why like we'll talk about it in our next yeah. recap, but I feel like she might kind of run the show a little more than what what originally yeah, things are starting to change. I'm honestly getting yeah. a soft spot for Hanya because I've Same. been in that position. I've been in that position where you literally, I said it with Luke a little bit too, you have these realizations and whether people want to believe it or not, I yeah. know for at least my experience, that shit was real. I realized yeah. so much and then you're literally again stuck. You're like, yeah. I, I've realized it, but I can't sit down with my person and be like, I can't I convey so it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Edgar's clip is like Jillian and Tommy dancing. Yep. Um, the face that he freaking makes while they're dancing, I'm dead. It was just like full of disgust. Yep. And I feel like this is one thing. My one problem right now with Edgar is I get that that promise ring, um, clip that he saw in his first bonfire, like really did hurt him. The thing that's really bothering me about him is I know that that first clip he saw in his bonfire about the promise ring, like, really hurt him. And, like, I get what he means by he feels like she just, like, threw his love away by even talking about it. Like, I I empathize with him. However, I think he is totally overreacting and making the most rash insane decisions based on her hypothetically saying that she'll take it off like it wasn't even like I'm definitely taking it off he just keeps bringing this up and I think it's it's getting a little old and it's he's turning it into a very big deal when honestly I don't think it was that big of a deal and I'm I'm actually curious do we know is she still wearing it I I mean I feel like if she would have taken it off production a hundred percent would have like acknowledged that so I feel yeah. like she's still wearing it because I was thinking like you can see in the bonfire clips like actually I don't know if they would show it because she was like dancing or whatever but for the most part you would be able to tell if she was wearing it or not but like why are we on episode four still talking about this damn ring <laughs> like- no honestly honestly though it's just one of those things where I mean maybe I'm maybe I'm taking it out on him because I was made fun of with like the soccer and all that but like no it's too much like I just he's making it into such a big deal and I'm I'm over it. Right? I mean yes. No, I <laughs> you're like I completely agree. I do agree. Um I think they're doing Iris dirty by not showing any of Luke's moments of growth. Um, right? Because yeah. he has he's having all of these like big epiphanies and moments and he's learning so much about himself and he's opening up so much and they're not showing him her jack shit of it. I mean, yeah, but they didn't show Corey anything either. Yeah, like that's literally true. they did not cuz like what, you know, they that wouldn't make the show. 
Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And I think one of the saddest things that she said in that during her bonfire was that Mm -hmm. she feels like she's losing herself to make him feel secure. Yeah. And I, yeah, like that, I definitely had a soft spot for that because I've been there when you're very secure and confident in yourself and your partner isn't and your confidence and the fact that you're secure is like triggering the shit out of your partner. Um, so I like that just like really stood out to me. And then I think it's ironic because I feel like he is becoming secure in himself and learning how to, how to be secure and confident. And she hasn't gotten to see that though. So I'm like, God damn. I know. That's how I feel. That's I just how I hope feel. and pray that the two of them like stay committed to one another, keep doing the same thing they're doing. Yeah. Because I think they might end up together if they both keep like are heading on the same path that they are. I think they might end up together for real. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel the same way. I also feel like until you're seeing something, I don't know what their rules were. I can't really remember if they had them, but until you see something that's like breaking the rules, it's like, why would you go out of your way to then? Yeah. Possibly ruin that. Unless you do develop a connection like Ash and Taylor, that's, you know, that seems real. Yeah. She's all in for the experience. Same thing with like Tommy and Jillian. Like, I love that. But it's like, if you are unsure that you want to be with any of the singles that you like were presented with and you still are committed to your relationship, why would you do anything to possibly risk that? And I think that based off of their clips they're seeing of one another, they know. That yeah. neither of them are doing anything. So I really think that if they continue down this path, same thing, they're going to end up together. Yeah. I, at the start of the show, I was like, there's no way. But I'm starting to think if anyone has a chance of making it, it's going to be those two. Yep. Um, Jillian is just – she's been kind of in the same spot this whole time. She just really wants independence and she's made it very clear. She did say something that really stood out to me. You know how before we were saying how it kind of came off like she might have taken Tommy's comment about like independence and like doing his own thing as um a red flag. This yeah. made me think that she it kind of – she didn't take it as a red flag. It, she took it as like I need to learn from him because she said I'm starting to learn that uh, that obsession and infatuation is not love. Yeah, and, I love when she said that. Right? Because I was like that's something I needed to learn when I was younger because I always thought like that was the case and that is right. like – that's toxic. That's toxic love. That's not true love. Yeah. And then Mark said something which was so great. He said, if you don't say your truth, you don't get your truth. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. Like if you don't say your truth and like speak your truth, you're not going to get your truth back. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like – I'm like, Mark, you always – Hit me with these like one liners that like being being profound. (laughs) But no, that's like so so valid if you're living like if you're keeping all of your feelings and your thoughts and your dreams and what you want to yourself, how are you ever gonna be able to live your truth if you're not sharing that with the world and with the people that you care about and should be sharing it with? Mm -hmm. Um so Ashley, she's watching LaSalle's talk about how he wants to go for what he wants instead of keeping what he has and she's seeing him cry and um can I just say real quick I would be so offended if I saw a clip of my boyfriend being like I'm torn between what I have 
and what I want. Okay, so do you not I would me anymore? Like, yeah, no, I wouldn't be just like offended. I would be devastated yeah. if I was with someone for seven years and they said that about a girl, like essentially a stranger. Like, it's just the it's so disrespectful. Like, but it's just it's wild. This That's whole, such a big statement. I've said this truly. I think every episode. This couple confuses the fuck out of me. Like Same. straight up. I don't understand it because she said a comment. She has a standard of what she's looking for in a relationship and that LaSalle's doesn't reach that. Yeah. But they've been dating for seven years. I'm confused. You have a standard from what you're looking for and you've been with a man for seven years who doesn't reach that standard. What is going on? Like but I see- don't understand it. I think it, that's going to tie into like them, like her being super dependent on him. I don't know if he's like a provider. I don't know what, but it just seems like we keep saying it. Like they're just more to the story because it, you're right. It doesn't add up. Like you don't stay with someone for seven years when you don't have any sort of emotional connection. Like you've never seen him cry. He clearly doesn't give a fuck about you. And, and I, I, I feel like this sounds like so harsh, but it's just, it's what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's, I feel like they're both not saying fully what's going on with them or like how they got together. It's just, it's very weird. Literally. I'm yeah bamboozled over here. I have no yeah. idea. I have no idea. It's, it's very weird. So you know how we were just talking about like how we're kind of like, we're really feeling for Hanya. He's really showing that he's growing and just changing and whatnot and like maybe ash might be running the show a little bit more than we thought yes so i didn't like it came off kind of manipulative how she saw that clip of him like giving the hickey not hickey to karina's leg which was clearly the clip was harmless like you could tell it was like a game it was like no big deal wasn't even sexual and she's like acting like it's a really bad clip and then like i didn't like that you know, yeah, like she's like, it's just Hanya being Hanya. Like I yeah. expect that. And I'm like, well, he's at a party on yeah. Temptation Island and you've done worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like they're sitting, you can tell, like they're all sitting in a circle. They're clearly playing a game. It was totally harmless. And she turned like that harmless clip, which honestly, I would have been stoked to get a clip like that because it was clear it wasn't sexual. Yep. Um, And then like she turned it into something that it wasn't. But I will say I did feel for her when um, she opened up about her past relationships and she got like emotional. And then Mark, he's just the goat, man. He just like swoops in there with his like little sayings that he says to get you back on track. He how he said like it wasn't your fault. And he's like very like sincere. Like he's just the best guy. He's such a dad, man. No, he he really is. He knows how to say all the right things. And honestly – for Ash being able to open up and share what she's gone through in the past, yeah. that's huge. And yeah. just like a quick little side note to anyone who's been in abusive relationships or who have, you know, gone through trauma related to that, you're not alone. No, um, definitely not. I've you, we've please, both been if there. You need to talk to someone, please, please talk to someone and just know that it's not your fault. It's not your yeah. fault. And like, no, you're not 
Like you are not damaged. You are not broken. Like you will be okay. And you are perfectly imperfect and we love you. Yeah. And Ash, love you, girl. I'm so sorry you went through that. Yeah. But, and but, I will I will say too, like piggybacking off of that, I love that you said like you're not damaged. Um, I think like it's very natural when you've been in, a, in any sort of abusive relationship mm-hmm. to be like embarrassed to admit that. Yeah. And like um, even talk about it. Like that's how I felt for a really long time. And that's why like none of my family and friends ever knew what was like actually going on until after TI because I was embarrassed because yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like I'm a smart, intelligent, like confident woman. Like how did I mm-hmm. let this happen to me in my life? And like how did I let myself fall apart like this? Yeah. And it's natural to be embarrassed, but just remember like so many people go through it literally Mm -hmm. all over the world. And the more people that are open about it and talk about it, it helps other people and it helps you heal. Like talking to people that have similar experiences, it's like, oh, like I didn't do anything wrong. There's absolutely nothing for me to be embarrassed by. Like other people relate to me. Um, So, yeah, and I think just knowing that even if you've been in an abusive situation, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a man or a woman out there that is never going to hit any of those triggers and is going to love you and never be overwhelmed by your past or what you've been through. They're just going to love you and accept you for exactly who you are and and for what you've been through. And to piggyback off that too, like do not feel – like you have nowhere to go. Yeah. Because even in the moment, if you feel like you're stuck with this person, like, and it, you know, because being like abuse is a very hard cycle to break because, uh, yeah. <laughs> like you're, you almost feel like that is what love is, as crazy yeah. as that sounds. Like there uh-huh. was a point with me where I genuinely thought that this was normal. Yeah. And, I was so consumed, manipulated, obsessed. I became obsessed with this person Yep. that it was like I just thought that was what love looked like. You don't realize that it's not normal until you're out of it completely and you really yes. did break the cycle. And, and, and then you're like, oh, shit, like this is not normal at all. <laughs> no, a thousand percent. And I'm just like this is for anyone who feels though that they're stuck and that there is no out because I'm sure, I'm sure, I actually know for a fact, like when you are in these situations, this person has a hold on you and they make you think that you're nothing without them and that yeah. if you leave, you will be nobody and that is absolutely not true. Yeah. And there is I- always a safe space for you. Like yeah. always. Honestly, my doors are open truly for anyone. I know. In our DMs. I love that you just said that though. I said my doors are open. You say, yeah, and our DMs. Like I probably shouldn't let people in my house, but like if you need somewhere to sleep, I got you. Uh, This got like so serious, but I love what you said because I've never really talked about this publicly before, but – I feel like it's good to say right now because we're talking about some real life shit and I know that there's a lot of women that listen to this podcast and they actually are enjoying that we're talking about real life stuff that they go through and men as well. Um, One thing that my ex, one of the last things my ex told me was that I would never be okay without him. Oh, I heard that too. I heard that too. I would would never be okay that I was always just going to be a mess 
I, my mm-hmm. life was going to be falling apart forever and I was always going to want him and that was going to be the rest of my life. And I just want you all to know that nothing has ever motivated me more than to kick ass at life and look the hottest I've ever looked in my life and yes. thrive like no one has ever believed than having a motherfucker say those words to my face. Yep. So whenever someone says shit like that to you, think of me and go conquer the shit out of your life and make that statement your bitch. Yeah. Okay, everyone. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. Make it your bitch. And I know it's easier said than done, but seriously, I can't say it enough. You're not alone. You're not alone. And again, Ash, thank you so much for sharing because there are people watching that who – It will resonate with. Because sometimes it's very, very difficult to open up to share that. And a lot of the times people feel alone. So to know – to see someone so confidently open up about her past like that yeah that takes a lot of courage and i'm i just i know for a fact that you are a role model to someone someone out there and yeah by by saying that and opening up you're changing people's lives and amen amazing um like i was gonna say that's the end of episode four it was a good episode i think things are gonna get a little spicy next episode which i'm freaking excited for i can't wait (laughs) um we're like halfway through the season also i wanted to say we started this podcast kind of talking about what happened last week i little mental health moment we took the week off me and aaron have been talking to current cast members And we are going to have guests starting like really, really soon. Like we have an interview with a cast member on Monday. Um, I think I can say it because it's already been confirmed, but Jillian, Mm -hmm. she has been approved through production. She is going to be on the pod and Tommy, he has also been approved by production. He is going to be on the pod. We We got our front runners coming up. Right. And then I have someone else that is going to be approved. I'm not going to announce it yet, but yeah. we're, I'm super stoked. Actually, I'm really excited about that. We one. Have, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, right? There's like another, we have another person from this past season too. Yeah. I won't say it yet either because I'm still waiting for her, um, yeah. her to get approved by production, but we have a lot of good things coming. So honestly, like, sorry for the wait, but low key, I feel like it worked out because. Yeah. Like now we have, whoo, the gears are turning. <laughs> it's happening. Um, and then again, I want to apologize for Nova's little yips here and there. She wasn't nearly as bad as that first episode, but, you know, I just couldn't get rid of her today. So we love her. We um, love her. Hopefully this mic is better, guys. I don't know. We'll see. I don't want to hear any shit, though, guys. I know, right? I'm trying. Um, <laughs> And then also, I wanted to say on our Instagram, it's Tempting Pod. If you guys can go on there, give us a follow, like our stuff. Um, our the link in bio is our personal website. I know there was some confusion about the donate button. Mm. They weren't people weren't sure if it was going to like just me, if it was going to both of us, if it was going to Aaron. It is going to both of us. So. Mm-hmm. Any donations would be much appreciated. If you can't donate, no problem at all. Please just go on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, like, subscribe, download. Any of it helps. Yes, please. 
Um, anything else? I was just going to say thank you guys again so much for the support. We love you guys. If you have any questions, comments, anything, you can DM us. You can comment on our Instagram. Send and us an email. I was going to say email. It's temptingpot at gmail.com. Yep. You can email us. We really – um we're going to start doing like question and questions and answers again. Yeah. Because we know that you guys are very curious about stuff. So a little just, update. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we do need to do an update because my I don't have a crush anymore. <laughs> the crush, I mean, my update would be pretty lame, but like uh, I went I went from like publicly saying I have a crush to like no crush at all. We're <laughs> like mm, cold turkey. In record, in record speed. <laughs> so. Honestly, like I've just lost faith in like the dating community. I'm like truly, dude. You guys need to really step your shit up because like, I'm at a point where I am not dating you unless you're like sending smokes, sending smoke <laughs> signals, like trying to get my attention. Because if you're not holding a boombox in the rain outside <laughs> of my window, singing at the top of your lungs, just leave me the fuck alone. Send it back. Okay. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> If like you're not literally. reading me a poem in Spanish, I don't want it. <laughs> in Espanol, <laughs> chocolate eyes. Um, I'm so dead. Okay, so yeah, we do. We need to do another update, and they're fun. Um, alrighty, you guys. I think that's it for today on It's Tempting Pod, and we will. This episode is actually going to drop. I think. Saturday morning and then our next episode we're going to be back on our normal schedule Tuesdays and Thursdays yep alrighty love you guys bye bye love you guys